podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What's up, you guys? I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. On the channel, you can find podcasts, interviews and content on a whole host of subjects, including football, mental health, films, TV, conspiracy theories, writing, serial killers, music, and today's show is on wrestling. We're talking the WWE Clash of Champions show, which was on last night as we record. It was an up-and-down show, some good stuff, some questionable stuff. The final moments were awesome. So uh, I'm super excited to talk about the show and to join me, work through the show. I've got uh, one of my favourite people to talk to rest, talk wrestling with. You'll find him featured at Post Wrestling, whether it's writing or interviewing people from the wrestling world. Today joining me is Andrew Thompson. Welcome, Andrew. Glad to be back as always, man. Always a fantastic time. Yeah, we always have a good time, a good laugh. Last time, uh, last show we did was the NXT, uh, NXT UK show, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, the takeover card. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah. That was a good show. So uh, yeah, we think we're gonna try and do these like the pay per view shows once a month or whatever. Well, it'll be three weeks now for Hell in a Cell. We're gonna three do weeks. one for that. Oh yes, sir. Gonna... You best believe. Oh yeah. It. That's, that's, <laughs> it's gonna be a, a, a special one, I think. Oh yeah, I've got uh, I've got my boy. Rob Wilkins working on a special Photoshop for this show, <laughs> and uh, he's gonna have to do an even better one for uh, Hell in a Cell because that's gonna be a good show. So, what are your overall thoughts, mate, of uh, Class of Champions? I think it was a good pay per view. No, it was a good, like I enjoyed all the matches for the most part. Like the in ring work portion of it was fine. I didn't really see any like. You know, I, I I see like there were a lot of like heavy critiques about the show, but I didn't really like see anything like too like too absurd or too bad. Like it was a good show, good pay per view. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. There was maybe one or two things that I would have done differently from a booking point of view, but like the ring work was all good. It was enjoyable. I didn't get bored at any point. Uh, the cruiserweight match I was a bit disappointed with. Um, but so let's get into it. The pre-show will be at the cruiserweight triple threat. Uh, Drew Gulak won uh, versus Umberto Carrillo and Lince Dorado. <clears throat> Drew Gulak, man, he's so good. He's so so good at the moment. Yeah, say so this one, this match was you know it, like there there was some like some spats during this match like you could tell like they didn't have like everything together well, it didn't come together as they probably planned for it to be um you know but at the end i think the right person won you gotta keep the ball rolling with drew gulak like i don't i don't really see anybody on the 205 roster like right now that should take the title off drew so you know that that's yeah, just yeah. credit to him there's no there's no one is there who really is kind of there waiting um i think uh, and the, the disappointing thing for me is I've seen all these guys on 205 Live have awesome matches, um, and it just didn't quite click. There was a couple of missed spots and stuff. Um, I don't know. It just didn't didn't feel right to me. But, you know, I wasn't bored. I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is terrible. But I 
didn't it, enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to. Yeah, say uh, the the original match was going to be Humberto versus Drew, and like at the well, hindsight being twenty twenty, I think that they should have left that as the original yeah. kickoff show match because I think Humber because Humberto and Drew they worked each other a lot on twelve five live and they have like real good chemistry, so I think they would have put on a good. A good match if it was just them two, and the match uh, last night with with uh, Adam Lindsay, I don't think it was bad. It was just like when when, when you have um, spots that are like you you can tell that they plan those to happen and they don't go accordingly. Like it, you know, it just doesn't look right. But yeah, you know, it, it, it it wasn't like it was like a a horrible match. They you know they yeah. just had some mistime and they mess up human. Yeah, yeah, and you know some of the moves they do is incredible. You know, the speed they move at, the things they do. Sometimes it's just an off night. Um, and like you say, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't like botch, botch, botch. It was just one or two little things were off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ulak, uh, so Carrillo nailed Dorado with the Aztec press and then uh, Gulak returns, knocked Carrillo out the ring for the rolling up Dorado for the win. Um, who would you take, who would you build up to to take the title off Gulak eventually. Uh, well, just looking at the two hundred five live roster, like thinking about who's on the roster right now, I would think like the well, think logic... about the draft as well. Think about uh, oh, yeah. you know, if you can include um, anyone. There was a, a interview that Triple H did with Newsweek. I think it was a week ago when he said that he was, you people were going to see uh two hundred five live start to go under the umbrella of NXT. So maybe we'll start getting guys from the NXT roster that you don't normally see, like a, a Raul Mendoza or, you know, guys like that, to, or Angel Garza to start challenging for the Cruiserweight title. But just looking at who's on the roster right now, I would say the logical person is Tony Nese. Like, at the, um, yeah. on, the, like on the most recent weeks of uh, 205 Live, Tony Nese, like, sided with Drew Gulak, but I think he's just doing that as a way to get back in the title picture. So, you know, I think that would be, like, a, a logical person if they were going to take the title off Drew. Yeah, I think if they're going to, like, because obviously they, Triple H did that interview and then you get all the the, the less reputable uh, wrestling reporting sites who say, oh, 205 Live is canceled. That's not what he said at all. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's frustrating, though, man, because they just twist everything and it gives people like yourself and Sean Rossap and Fightful or Post Wrestling or Wrestling, it gives those guys a bad name because they all get lumped, lumped in with the same people. And, you know, that's these guys... Just, as they just declared it, they all, all he said was that um, they were just going to move under the umbrella. Like, I, I don't think he meant it was 205 Live was done. I yeah, just yeah. think that he just means that the way that NXT does things, you're going to see 205 Live start to do those same things, and you're going to see 205 Live guys on NXT. That doesn't mean that 205 Live is done. Yeah, I think, yeah, it just means that it's going to be under the NXT umbrella rather than the main roster, I think, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think I'd get Pete Dunne in there. I would, I'd give, I'd have Pete Dunne because I think if you want to link it to NXT and have a reputable, cool champion, I think Pete Dunne having a nice six-month run as your Cruiserweight champion defending it every week on NXT TV, that could be real good way to kind of introduce it to NXT TV. Um, I, say, I, don't, I don't know how, like, the, the general public will react to that, but I definitely wouldn't be against that. 
I mean, I, I think Pete Dunn would give two or five live that shot in the arm that he needs. Or Johnny Gargano could do it. I think Gargano could. I know a lot of people say Gargano is a world champion. He definitely is a world champion. Don't get me wrong. But him carrying the Cruiserweight title as a part of NXT, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that at all. And he would actually yeah. bring more attention to it. Well, Triple H did a really interview, uh, interesting interview with uh, Alex. I forget his surname from someone from Talk Sport. Uh, Alex McCarthy. That's it, yeah. yeah. Um, and he said that um, they asked him about mid-card titles. And he they basically, he said, like, I hate that term because it makes you sound like you're not good enough to go for the top title. Mm. So I'm just going to settle. Whereas if you look at the way NXT has booked the North American title, it's very much booked on the same level as the the world title or the NXT title. So if they could bring in the Cruiserweight title and do the same sort of thing with it, where you can have literally any guys go for it, top guys go for it, that could be really cool because, like you say, you've got there's a lot of people who would fit in the under the 205 limit on NXT who could really, really elevate that show uh, or elevate that that title but yeah you're right people would uh people would lose their minds with knaves you started putting like gargano and pete dunn in the cruiserweight matches they'd be like oh no they're, they're doomed <laughs> but, it is what it is. but we'll let uh, yeah we'll talk some more nxt at the end we'll talk about the live shows live show starts wednesday the wednesday night wars are coming oh yes sir yes sir yes they are it's a fun time to be a fan man Oh yeah, it is. It's the best. It's the best time. I'm, I'm, I'm 38 this year, mm-hmm. um, so I've been around a long time watching wrestling, and it's the most excited I've been since probably since I was like a teenager watching Stone Cold and The Rock and stuff like that. It's the most where I just can't wait each week for certain things, whether it's the next. NXT takeover or the next AEW pay-per-view or the fiend or it's the most excited I've been as a wrestling fan I've got to say uh, for a long time um so the the main event of the pre-show that's what I call it was uh, AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander now before we go into this match I've got to say I was really annoyed that this match was on the pre-show yet yeah. There's other matches on the main card. I felt like AJ Styles, one of the, AJ Styles is one of your biggest stars, and he shouldn't be on the on the main card. Uh, he shouldn't be on the pre-show. Sorry, um, especially against a hometown wrestler as well. It just kind of rubbed me up the wrong way. It wouldn't be so bad if they built the pre-show up as a big thing, and it was like the main event of this. You know, like on UFC, mm. on their their pre-shows. They kind of build up to the last match mm. and that's like the main event of the pre-show mm. so it's a big deal i wish the wwe would do that because they have so many matches i'd rather have a pre-show of an hour or an hour and a half with like three or four matches on or three matches and then a main event of the pre-show so they feel important rather than rolling load of interviews which don't really matter and the the panel talking and the video packages, which everyone's seen again, and you see them before the matches anyway. I feel yeah. like they should rejig the pre-show myself. Yeah, say I like um, I didn't have a problem with the U.S. title match being on the pre-show. I mean, but if you were to swap something out, I probably would have swapped the Intercontinental title match mm. uh, onto the pre-show and put the U.S. title match 
on the main show. Yeah. And then yeah, considering what you said, Cedric Alexander, he's the the he's like he is actually from Charlotte, North Carolina, and yeah, the hometown yeah. curse uh, lived on last night, as you as we all know in WWE when you when you're in your hometown, don't expect to win. But for honestly, this match was like really good, like for the most part. And AJ, he kind of like dominated like the majority of this match. Like, it really surprised me. I was, and I, I, I thought Cedric was going to get a, at least you know a little bit more offense. You know, coming off his big, he pinned AJ Styles at Madison Square Garden. Like, I thought that was like leading to him possibly winning the U.S. title in his hometown. But I should have knew that the hometown curse would prevail, as they always do. Except for the revival. It's a weird one because I thought I thought the opposite. I thought because he won on Monday that he was probably gonna lose mm-hmm. unless they were gonna move AJ to face Rollins for the for the world title or Braun or someone. Um it was a weird match because it was really short. I think it was eight minutes or something. Mm-hmm. Um but I really liked it. I thought it was really it's so well done. Uh, Cedric come out of the blocks really quick with a um, Michinoko driver. Um, and he had like a minute or two of getting some offense. But then, yeah, then AJ just kind of dominated. Um, and not only did they beat, he beat him with, he had to hit him with a phenomenal forearm, hit mm. him with a Styles Clash, beat him clean, and then called out his buddies to to beat him up as well so it was like kind of you know they could they didn't just beat him clean they brutalized him afterwards as well just to make sure i say i don't think this is the end of this feud i definitely think cedric is going to eventually end up taking the title off aj at some point um like uh, this is uh, something quick about cedric alexander like he's one of those guys that like real uh, uh, female wrestlers too. That um, moves like really like smooth in the ring. Like they have like this certain way that they move in the ring. It's like him, um, ACH, what now known as Jordan Miles in NXT, uh, Ariel Monroe, who is Cedric Alexander's wife, um, uh, Kylie Ray. Like they like people like that. Like specifically, I just mentioned they may have like move like so swift in the ring. Like it's like pretty like how they move in the real yeah, life yeah. you have like anybody watching this like you ever get the chance like go watch those names i just mentioned is watch how they move while they wrestle like it's like precise like everything they do is like on point yeah they just kind of glide around the ring don't they? exactly in between, in between the moves they just everything's so smooth there's no like split second where they're kind of moving from you know move to move it's just everything is just like one continuous motion. Mm. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, Cedric Alexander, I just, I really like watching his matches. And I do really like, you know, I like watching everything he's done. I just don't see WWE really pushing him mm. as a, as, as a, you know, like a, sort of upper mid-card guy, upper card guy. What I really would like to see is him take the title off AJ, a hell in the cell, and then the following night on Raw is Rusev come back and attack him with Uh, a new new attitude and do give me a Rusev versus Cedric Alexander uh, United States Championship feud. You you kind of know what I want to see now that you bring that up. Like if AJ... Uh, 
does lose, does drop the title to Cedric. I want to see Carl Anderson start getting the singles yeah. matches. Like I really yeah. like that is like long overdue. I always thought Carl Anderson would be a great Intercontinental Champion, like in WWE. Oh. He was one. Of, I think he was one in New Japan. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Carl Anderson, he can go. Like he's just like limited to tag team wrestling, and that's no no uh, slouch on Lou Gallows. I just you know think Carl Anderson he can like really really go as a singles competitor if given a chance. Yeah, he's not just good as well. He's very entertaining uh, in the ring, just like uh, the noises he makes, man, and the the the, the hiya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just really charismatic dude, um, and. The last time when they had to run as the club initially, uh, Carl did a lot more speaking and promos than he's done this time around. Like yeah, you, you noticed that too. It's like they just like AJ. behind AJ. Like yeah. I, I thought I was the only one who noticed that. Like they don't talk. Like really. Yeah, whereas before they all talked, and when they were with Finn, they kind of all talked. But I do feel a bit like they're in a holding pattern until Finn Balor comes back. Mm. I feel like. They're kind of just trying to keep them strong, but not don't want to put them in any, any kind of story because they're waiting for Finn to come back mm. and maybe do something there. Um, and I've got a, I've got, I've got my plan of what I would do, but I'll, uh, but we had a question about it, so I'll, uh, I'll save it for later. Mm. Um, On to the main show then. We had the Raw Tag Team Championships. Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins versus Ziggler and Bobby Roode, or Robert Roode. I do apologize. Uh, new champions, first game, uh, first match of the show. What did you think of this one? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a fun match, obviously. I, I really enjoyed the match. I'm talking about, like, as far as the title change, I, like, I, I definitely think that uh, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler will soon be dropping those titles to the Viking Raiders at Hell in a Cell. I definitely think that's going to happen. I, I, th- I just think they're just transitional champions, and they were just a way to uh, further build to the Universal Championship match later in the night. Yeah, I think either either uh, Viking Raiders or authors a returning author to pain, maybe. Oh, um, what do I? I didn't think about that. You know what I, I would like? I like to see a horse battle between authors of pain and the uh, Viking Raiders, because like. Like I said, like about Rusev and Cedric Alexander, if you gave them 15 minutes on a pay-per-view and just said, go and tear the house down, they could have an incredible match. If you said to the Authors of Pain and the Viking Raiders, 10 minutes, just go and beat the crap out of each other and have a great match, they'd have a great match. I just wish sometimes they would let these performers go and give us some, not dream matches, but give us some different matches and some matches where, like I just said to you about the author's pain, where people have not for, like just forgotten about guys who haven't been on TV for ages. Mm. You know, you've got like Rusev, author's of pain. You know, Sami Zayn is doing stuff, not wrestling. Um, there's, you know, Zack Ryder. There's guys who can really put on good matches, good TV matches. So give us that instead of just nothing. Because... Mm. They've got a net, you know, they've got what six, seven, eight hours of TV a week now, live TV. Mm. Use these guys to show what they can do and see who gets over because you just never know who the audience will take to. Mm. Um, 
and I feel like uh, all. I like uh, Sean Ross Sapp's idea of putting the Authors of Pain with Samoa Joe. I feel like that could be interesting, uh, particularly if they go down the kind of trios route. Mm. Um, so what do you think about my idea then? Um, when they split the brands exclusively now, when SmackDown goes to Fox, uh, having, say, one brand to have normal tag team, and changing the other tag team title to a trios title, maybe tri- the raw, raw titles to a raw tag team titles become a trios title. I think a trios title sounds good, like as an idea, but like when it happens, it won't be as like good as people may think. Because like yeah, think- it, you you see how like it's just now the women's tag titles are just like now getting off like the ground. A little yeah, bit yeah. like people like as an idea, it sounded really, really, really good, and people were really excited. And then it took forever for them to like finally put some, you know, some prominence behind the titles. And the trios yeah. titles, I feel like they would get to a point where they would start forcing trios instead yeah. of like people naturally coming together and like in a story that makes sense. Like I feel like yeah. they would just be pairing random people, like how they're pairing Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler together. Yeah, it would become like a just a trios of random, random teams. Also, you could put like say it was Raw because Raw's three hours. You could if you moved your stables to that, there uh, to Raw in the draft. So you mm-hmm. could have the you know the club, the New Day, and Disputed Era. Um, you could have Samoa Joe and the Viking Raiders. If Daniel Bryan's going to be with Harper and Rowan, put them in there. And if you have those guys all on the same show, then suddenly that division looks pretty damn good. But just for something different, I think. Um, I'm a big fan of stables, me. So, you know, any excuse. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I thought this match was good. I uh, I really in- I really like Bobby Roode's work. I just he's a very very good wrestler, but and I thought he would do really well on the main roster. Man, Steve like Three would do well on <laughs> the main roster because every time kind of uh, I say every time I see Bobby Roode on the main roster, like on Raw, I always think about a couple of years ago when he was in NXT and just how over he was and the theme song. Like the thing, he still has the same theme song, but it's not the like it, it's it's not the same, man. It's not the same like as he was back then. Like he was so over, and like I just wonder like what went wrong. Yeah, and he's got like a a main roster look and promo style. He wrestles like a main roster wrestler. He seems to have everything, mm-hmm. but they just don't seem to fancy him. Um, the other thing I would have put EC3 with Robert Roode rather than Dolph Ziggler because I think that makes more sense. That that would have been a way to get easy through on TV. That'd have been nice. Yeah. And I think they've got like that similar what I just said about the look and the promos and the work. It's all kind of quite similar. Whereas Dolph Ziggler is a bit more like quicker and different ring style. But mm. I quite I do quite like Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler together. Um and I'm glad that Robert Roode's got something to do. Um the end of the match, Rollins misses a springboard move. Uh, Robert Roode lands a spine buster for Neil Fall. Roode sets up for the DT. Uh, Strowman knocks him into Rollins accidentally. Uh, Roode then hits the Rollins with a glorious DDT for the win. Uh, 
and the new champions. We're going to see yeah. where this goes from here. I think they still yes. drop the titles to the uh, Viking Raiders and Hell in a Cell or on Raw. Yeah, I think I'd quite like to see a tag team tournament. Um, that would be different. Maybe after the King uh, of the Ring tournament. Yeah, after Hell in a Cell, maybe do it to where the finals are at Survivor Series and have like a big match at Survivor Series. Good idea. That would be quite cool. Um, like a Deadly Games uh, tournament. Do you remember that? Or uh, you're probably too young to watch that. Definitely you, too uh, young. Definitely <laughs> too young for that. Jesus. <laughs> Show my age. Do, do you know what I mean, though? The, yeah, the I, I, I know the Deadly Games are. And it sort of culminated at Survivor Series, and I feel like that could be quite cool. Um, they, they did an interview with Strowman straight after the match backstage. He says it was Seth Rollins' fault, and he's going to win his title, basically. Uh, next up, we had the SmackDown Women's Championship with Bailey versus Charlotte Flair. What did you think of this? Because I saw a few people on social media having a bit of a moan about this. I liked it for some reason because really, it's like really it, it. it's continuing like because ba- Bailey's not a heel, but she's like not a, she she's a baby face, but like it's like she's stuck in the middle, like she doesn't know what she is, and I feel like Sasha coming back has really um changed her like character wise, and it's like interesting. So I'm like, what I'm really interested in to see if they split Bailey, Bailey and Sasha up uh, in the draft. Like, that's going to be really interesting because I wonder how that's going to affect Bailey's character. Like, now that she doesn't have Sasha around anymore, like, is she going to go back to how she was post-WrestleMania? And there was nothing wrong with Bailey post-WrestleMania. I feel like now she's just taking that next step and she's becoming way more interesting. She was already interesting before, but, like, now, like, adding the Sasha element to her and her questioning her character is, like, well, more, more so other people questioning her character. And she's like, no, I'm just acting the same. I've been this way. But little does she know that Sasha is affecting her storyline wise. So it's it's cool to see you know Bailey doing her thing. And I, I as far as the match goes, I don't think it was nothing wrong with it. Like it, it fit well with the story, and it just advances Bailey as SmackDown Women's Champion. So maybe they'll do a rematch at Hell in a Cell with Charlotte. Yeah, and I think the way they did the finish means that they could not carry on if they want to keep the title on Bailey, but they don't want to beat Charlotte. They could move on to something else, but then come back to it. Or if they want to carry it on, they could carry it on because she kind of cheated. What I like about it is that her character hasn't really changed, but it has. Mm-hmm. Like she, she's kind of like she's loyal to Sasha, so it stayed the same. But she's doing anything she can to win, which is mm-hmm. obviously different. She, she was more aggressive after WrestleMania, which I, for me made her character more interesting. Because you felt like it was leading to something. You felt like she's there's a, a big difference. She's being aggressive in the way she's wrestling. So what are they going to do with it? And obviously, Sasha came back and she turned. Um, I've got this theory that I actually think that Sasha Banks is going to turn on Bailey. Um, and we, and we get that match of Survivor Series. Yeah, I yeah. think she's going to take. I don't think she's. I don't think Sasha will beat Becky. I think Sasha will beat Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Title. Mm, and, that's a theory. And, and is that's the uh, is the draft before Survivor Series? It is, isn't yep. it? Because uh, the the draft is uh, October. It's, it? Yes, it's 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 the week after the uh, AEW on TNT debut. 
I think that's uh, the last star day. Interesting placement. Yeah, hell yeah, very interesting. But I, I, I think, I think they had that planned out for a long time. Like, I don't think that was like a sudden reaction. I think that was just like something that they've been working on for a minute. Yeah, they, um, they, they were always going to do a draft when they began when they went live on Fox because they wanted separate brands for the mm-hmm. USA stuff. Um, I really like the finish of this. Uh, Bailey kind of she takes off the turnbuckle uh, pad, and then she throws. Flare into it and pins her, um, and what I really she... like, and she just runs, she just <laughs> runs up the ramp. I was howling straight, straight to the back, like no looking yeah. back. It's just straight to the backstage area. Like that was good. That was a real good finish to the match. I enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed her running straight to the like you, you usually see people like sitting in the ring looking crazy. Like oh my god, I just beat this person. It worked. Like baby was like nah, won't catch me on the replay. I'm out. Yeah, job done. And she was gone. Exactly. I like that. I also like that Charlotte kind of, she didn't freak out. She didn't like, she wasn't like pretend sad and this. Yeah. And she was kind of like, oh yeah, okay. She, she laughed it up. She was like, you cheated. All right. I mean, I and, and, then who's, and then who's to know that uh, maybe we won't get a rematch this Tuesday on SmackDown? Yeah. So it's not going to If they're going to carry on, I would do a rematch and I would have Charlotte. I'd have it non-title on Tuesday, and I'd have Charlotte cheat and win. Um, so they've both got a kind of win over each other. And then maybe, I don't know how many Hell in the Cell matches they're going to do. Man, they've I, got I, I, Becky I, I, and uh, Sasha's got to be in there, haven't they? Yeah, I'm, I, said, I said, I'm really like over like the gimmick match pay-per-views like i i, I think that i think they should just like rid of, like for the with the exception of money in the bank i think that yeah. they should just rid of the gimmick match pay-per-views man like because it it takes like the the like the the feel of like a special match of hell in the cell because like i don't want to see every match inside hell in the cell because yeah. half of the matches don't need to be inside hell in the cell like i feel like hell in the cell is one of those matches that calls for like blood fuse like when yeah, you yeah. just can't contain two people like now you're just throwing anybody in hell of cell just for the sake of throwing us like, oh, I hate you and I hate you too. So that's going to head in the cell. Like it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, so like, for instance, as much as I can't wait to see the fiend inside this hell in a cell, realistically, that feud has only started this week. So it's like three weeks old by the time hell in a cell comes. It shouldn't be in hell in a cell yet because like Sasha and Becky, they had a match. They couldn't be contained in the ring. It's personal. There's a bit of hatred there, if you want to say that. So I can understand that probably being in the Hell in a Cell. But like you say, the Hell in a Cell should naturally occur for those feuds, which are long. Um, they're personal blood feuds where the normal match can't contain those competitors. Uh, and saying, you know, it used to be you'd have a cage match if the competitors couldn't be contained in the ring. You'd mm-hmm. have a special referee if a normal referee couldn't control the action. There was like reasons for gimmick matches for every single type of gimmick match. Mm-hmm. They'd lead up to it. Whereas now it kind of feels with the gimmick pay-per-views, it's like, oh, the tables pay-per-view, TLC's coming up. So everyone starts putting each other through tables. <laughs> hell in a Cell's coming up now, so everyone's got to be in Hell in a Cell. Whereas... It kind of used to be you'd have a gimmick, certain gimmick match because 
the feud called for it. And I prefer that. And I hope they go back to that next year. I hope they drop the gimmick feuds and just go with it like that. Money in the Bank, though, is my favourite pay-per-view. So I've got to say. Uh, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed the match. It was, again, it was pretty short. I quite like that, though, because I like that the you don't know whether it's going to be like they could have easily done 20 minutes, Charlotte versus Bailey, and they mm-hmm. could have had a slobber knocker, but they went for like a short, so it's like unpredictable. I like that. I, I don't want to go in thinking, right, you know, once it gets to like 10, 12 minutes, you know the end is coming. I don't mm-hmm. want that. I want to be on the edge of my seat watching. Is it going to finish now? You know, it could finish in 30 seconds, could finish in 30 minutes. I want to see that um, unpredictability is good. Uh, next up is the Smackdown, Smackdown Tag Team Championships. One of my favourite matches of the night, actually. I really, this was really a good one. It. A good one. Good tag Team Wrestling. Revival, man. What a tag team. What a tag team. So, 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 so our face is going to get pasted over uh, Dash and Dawson's face? No. No, <laughs> something special. Oh man, the anticipation is killing me. I say, but uh, yeah. the the revival broke the hometown curse, man. They 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 won it for the North Carolinians the night. I mean, last night. And the only North Carolinians who didn't get cheered as well. For sure, which is interesting. For sure, which shows how good they are as heels. That mm. even in their hometown, they didn't get any cheers. I didn't hear any. Um, but it was a great match, and I loved. The way that uh, Xavier Woods kind of started out angry and fast because he would be because he was injured, and yeah, he, then eventually they take charge. I say, yeah, he he sold the knee really well during this match. I just wanted to yeah, add that in. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was really, really good. He's so underrated. Um, and I hope one day, maybe next year, if they do the King and the King of the Ring tournament, I'd really like to see like a tournament made up of. Like your Samoa Joes and those people, like the mid card, you know, top guys, mm. but also put in the underrated guys, whether it be uh, Xavier Woods or your Big E's or your Carl Anderson's, Carl, yep. guys who are, you haven't had a chance, mm. who can really have like a couple of wins in a tournament and really show what they can do. I think that would be real cool. Uh, yeah, so the revival they kind of work on Xavier Woods' leg, and then towards the end of the match they did give uh, Biggie a shatter machine on the outside, which was beautiful. Looked like, really, really. You want to know the thing about the shatter machine? Like, I feel like it hurts the revival more than it hurts the actual opponent. Like, I'm talking about like an actuality, like how it feels. Yeah. Like I, I know falling like straight back on the floor does not feel good, and I, I like I, a three hundred pound guy landed on your yeah. knees. Yeah, that too. Can't be pleasant. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a good. I, it looked like really. You're right. That particular shot machine as well. It was on the outside with Big E. He was a huge dude, um, and they looked genuine. You know, they're good at selling. I know, but they looked genuinely like in pain afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so they gave Big E a shot machine on the outside, um, and they sort of. Uh, Woods fights back against both the ton- opponents, eats a chop block, uh, Dawson tags back in and the Revival hit Woods with the shatter machine uh, He, I think it's Dawson goes to pin and uh, he uh, I forgot his name 
the other one, yeah, Wilder. Wilder, sorry, yeah, says, uh, no, 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 go for the knee, go for the knee. So I instead... thought that was so stupid, man. Like, I did not, man, like, because like, when that happened, I was like, they're about oh, to no. lose the match. I was like, yeah. why? Like, that, not, now, now you're just making, like, and, and me, I have no problem with New Day as tag team champions. And I was like, if you're going to make the switch, then, you know, okay, cool, that's fine. But, like, I was like, why are you making the revival look, look like they're crazy right now? Like, yeah. go for the pin. You just hit him with the Saturn machine. That's the finisher. He's out. He's done. Pin him. Win the tag team titles. And, like, I thought they were going to do this long, slow build to where Big E comes back in and saves the day and then New Day win. And I'm like, why well, have no problem with New Day being tag team? I'm like, you just uh, ruined, the, the, like, the credibility of two guys who say they're the best tag team in WWE, but they can't even finish a match. Like, yeah. but... Gladly, they you know finished it off. I thought it would. Yeah, I agree with you. It was it was dumb. Um, and like, if they were going to do that, maybe they shouldn't have given him the shatter machine. They should have given him just, like a different double them, team move, right? And then do the knee bar. And like, I like that they did. I like that they finished the knee with the knee bar because it matched up with the story, mm. and it gives them that kind of evil edge as well that they wanted to really hurt him so that progresses them as heels and their promo afterwards they got real heat as well which mm. that side of it was good i can understand kind of why they wanted to finish with the knee but don't give him the shot machine first because you look dumb yes yeah, so I, 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 did, I did not like that that ending at all but i made a revival as smackdown tag team champions that's interesting so i'm guessing they're gonna be on smackdown now and maybe the maybe the Usos go back. Well, the Usos were already on Raw, right? As a full time team. Yeah, yeah, they got before they, before they, before they took times off. Yeah. yeah, so maybe the revival uh, permanently on SmackDown and Usos permanently on Raw. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. So speaking speak, speaking of the Usos, I wanted to ask you um, just a little bit then. So in this country, like drinking and driving mm. is really like frowned upon. Because you know people die, don't they, and people get hurt. Mm. Um, but it doesn't seem like like a DUI. I just see people get them all the time, like wrestlers and celebrities. Is, is mm. it not like uh, like frowned upon by people generally? It's, it's definitely US? frowned upon by the general public. I don't think anybody likes yeah. like people who drink and drive because you can't kill somebody like that i know people say oh people can end up hurt like well the, the first thing that comes to my mind with somebody drinks and jazz is that you probably took somebody's life which is never yeah. okay and like i mean you, you you see situations like this most recently with the usos and jeff hardy um you know they had the thing about jeff hardy somewhere in myrtle beach like he was in a stairwell or something like that and he had the two incidents with uh it was jimmy uso right now i know it was jay it was it jimmy or jay it was jimmy yeah, it was so, Jimmy. Yeah. yeah, Jimmy had the two incidents with him. Um, I, I think, like, the reason it, like, looks bad, per se, is because the way that WWE handles it. Like, with both yeah. uh, the, both Jimmy and Jeff Hardy, because they just say uh, what they do on their own time is uh, basically their business. And, with like, you know, basically saying they're grown men, they do what they do. What they do. And I, yeah. think, yeah, I, I think people want, like, more out of that, maybe, like, a program or some type of repercussions but you know may- maybe that's what people are seeking but it's definitely found upon like i know it probably doesn't seem like it just because how it's handled but yeah it's i think it's yeah. definitely not something that's you know okay yeah. yeah i think 
like for me personally, I'd like to see the WWE say, you know, that's not okay. Mm. It, it, they could kill someone. They, you know, because people get hurt and and use it as a or they harm way. themselves. Yeah, yeah. They could, you know, you could do so much damage by drinking and driving or taking drugs and driving. And I feel like you're right. I think that's what it is that was bugging me. It's the way that the WWE kind of washes the hands of it, doesn't they? And they say, yeah. oh, it's, you know, it's their problem or it's, it's what they do is what they do. Um, yeah. So what do we think of the revival as champs? I think I, I, I never have a problem with the revival as champions, like when they were Raw Tag Team Champions. I think they're really, like they're a throwback classy team. They work real good in the ring, work with anybody, good on the mic. And you could basically plug them in anywhere. The only thing that I just want, like, treat them as legit tag team champions. Don't have them go out and lose to makeshift tag teams because that's what that happened to them last time. Like, build these guys up as legit tag team on SmackDown Live. Have them run through a couple tag teams. Build up your SmackDown tag team division. Have them beat guys like Heavy Machinery. Make people believe. Make people believe that Heavy Machinery can beat the Revival. Then have the Revival beat Heavy Machinery. Like that's was going to make the revival be over the top as a tag team. And I think if you continue to treat them as such, they're going to be the stars that they claim to be in storyline, in which I'm pretty sure they think they are in actuality. Yeah. They, yeah, I felt like they got the raw, they lost the raw tag titles too early as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, I thought the last time they had it, they were, they seemed to be hitting their stride um, in storyline and how they were being portrayed. And then all of a sudden they just took the titles off them, and I was hoping for a longer run to establish them. But they're the uh, the first team to have the NXT the SmackDown like and Raw tag titles. No, 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 no. Well, oh no, 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 no. I I thought that was um, who was the guy? Uh, was that was that Chad Gable? And was that no? That was Jason Jordan who did that, right? Jason Jordan was the first guy because remember he won the NXT tag titles with Chad Gable. He won the Raw tag titles with Seth Rollins, and did they ever win the SmackDown? They won the SmackDown tag titles. American Alpha. Did American American Alpha win the SmackDown titles? Yeah, yeah, yes they did. Yes they did. They did. They won the SmackDown tag titles. I'm sure they said last night that that yeah, yeah, but I mean they they probably don't want to you know get give they they they, they, yeah you know yeah you, you, you 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 know how it is yeah. But I, I yeah. think no that yeah. that just can't that just came to mind. Like I think Jason Jordan was the first guy to do that. Yeah. And Chad yeah, Chad, Gable, Chad right. Gable too, because Chad Gable I think he won the Raw Tag Titles with Bobby Roode before the Revival ever won the uh, Raw they Tag Titles. They've been the titles after. I don't know if they did, did they? So a Chad Gable and a Bobby Roode. Yeah, yeah they yeah. they did. Uh huh. And Chad oh, Gable was okay. NXT Tag Team Champion. He was SmackDown. Yeah. So it was a couple guys that. So yeah, American Eiffel did that, but that not together, but they, you know, two guys yeah. who did that before uh Dash and Dawson. So that's interesting because I can see why they wouldn't wanna kind of bring attention to Jason Jordan with the situation. Yeah, but man. That's have, they could have mentioned Chad Gable just to yeah. obviously he's got the ring final tonight. So it would have been like a, you know. A way to say, like, look at this dude. So now they um, Yeah, they just... Hmm. Well, there we go. Do you think he's going to beat Baron Corbin? No way. No way. King Corbin way. all the way. I can't say I'm looking forward to King Corbin, i got to be honest. I've I enjoyed did. his matches recently, but... You, you want to know something? 
Bert Corbin starting to grow on me, man. Cause I like yeah. I, I, know, I like people like hate him, but I think like a couple years from now, like people are going to start viewing him how they viewed the Miz a couple years ago. Like people, they gave the Miz his flowers a couple years ago. They was like, all right, he, you know, like the Miz ain't bad. Like he's really good, and I think people are people. They probably hate Baron Corbin right now, but I think give it a couple years, people gonna love Baron Corbin. They gonna treat him just like how they treat the Miz. You 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 did well, sir, and we appreciate you. That's I'm telling you, Baron Corbin is gonna be over in a couple of years. He's already over. People hate him. Yeah, I I I he has grown on me, right? And I've really enjoyed his King of the Ring matches. Mm. But I did he what? There was guys in that tournament that I really would have liked to have seen. Like not just that I think would have made a good winner. There was guys that I really thought needed it and could have been done something with the push afterwards mm. you know ricochet Samoa what, joe let me ask you this guys amazing when, when the bracket initially came out who did you think were going to be in the finals uh in, in the kingdom ring tournament i remember i thought it was going to be ricochet and someone else i can't remember i think it was andrade, ricochet, I, said, I, andrade. I thought it was going to be drew mcintyre and ali and the finals that's what i thought i thought they were gonna get a big man versus the underdog and i know ali and drew that went out there and tore it up but I think Baron Corbin and Rick, I mean Baron Corbin and Gabe was gonna be real good, like real, real, like underrated. They had the, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Then they Very had the good. really good match before. Oh uh, yep, you're right, damn, you're right. Yeah, guys they did. take Baron to a good match. Mm. But yeah, Baron's work since he's come back after he had a little break has been really good, really good. Um, so next up we had the women's tag team match. Um, <clears throat> Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross beat Fire and Desire, which are Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Um, what did you think of this? Uh, you know, it was it was a decent match. It wasn't bad. It was a decent match. You know, they it did what it was supposed to do. Forward, I mean, keep going, uh, keep going. Alexa Bliss and uh, Nikki Cross's title run. And we had a twenty four seven title segment during the match, and I I I I, I really like that Alexa Bliss actually tried to win the title. Yeah. Like I wish that happened more. Like yeah. people like it, it's not like it's a bad thing. Like if you got the title right there, why don't you try to win it and you be a double champion? Like Alexa Bliss tried to become a double champion. Like that was something real cool during the match. Yeah, I'd like to see uh, more people do that because it just makes it seem more important mm-hmm. if. Like higher people at the card want it rather than right. kind of perceived jobbers running around. And then, it, like, looking at it's just it's an opportunity to be champion. Like, why wouldn't you want that? You'd be champion. You know, it'd be kind of interesting for Braun Strowman to win it and not run around and kind of welcome people to come and try and take it off him for a change of pace. If if you think people are already frustrated with how Braun Strowman is right now. Yeah. Imagine if he was to win the 24-7 yeah. title. Uh-huh. It, it would not be good at all. People would get frustrated, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the start of this match was real good. There was um, a kind of double knockout spot. Um, I think it was Mandy. And Bliss, uh, yeah, I remember Bliss. that. That was good. Was real good. Timing mm-hmm. on it, so good. Hey, can I ask you, like, have you... Have you seen like improvement, like at Nikki Cross's like in ring work, or is that just me? I think she, I've always thought she's good. Um, I think she looks a bit crisper now, and I think part of that is because um, just the difference on the main roster 
and NXT is just in particularly, I think there's more of a difference in the women's work from main roster to NXT than mm-hmm. the difference between the men's work. So I think sometimes the men find it easier to make the transition. Um, only, and I think, you know, she's good worker. And I, but I think being with Alexa Bliss has helped her. Oh, definitely. It's got definitely. people to care about her. I know people um, probably don't want to admit that, but definitely. Yeah. Like, Alexa Bliss has definitely enhanced Nikki Cross. Definitely. I think it's helped Alexa as well. Oh, yeah. Because I think think they've wanted to turn Alexa face for Mm. a while, but they haven't been able, they just haven't been able to find the right way. Right. Um, Do you think Alexa's going to stay as like a baby face, or do you think she will turn on Nikki Cross? I think once the draft starts, they'll probably. have Alexa go back to being a heel because that's what she's naturally best at, in my opinion. But I'm uh, I'm enjoying her face run because now she's more like her in ring work is not like what it was previously, which I wasn't that fond of. And now it's like she seems to be like honestly, like you you can tell when people are like having fun in the ring. Like that's kind of what it seems like. Like her and Nikki Cross are just having fun, like doing what they do. Yeah. And, yeah. But I'm I'm also interested to see like okay, once the brand split starts, how do they go about? the women's tag team titles because I know that I'm pretty sure that they probably won't just want they, they probably won't want uh just people disappearing on brands and stuff like that. So I'm very interested to see how that um how the women tag titles are treated. I would like to have seen I think I would have liked Fire and Desire to win um this match. Um I really like them as a team and I I really, really want to see what Sonya Deville can do if they as let a singles her- run push yeah and real potential the worst thing you preach to, to the choir her, brother ronda ronda rousey was the worst thing that happened to her because i think if they hadn't had ronda last year she probably would have got a good push yeah. but because her but, gimmick is mma and then but, you bring in the biggest mma star in the world this kind of shits on your parade yes yeah, so, like I, I think that was kind of good for sonya though like in a way like to dish the mma thing because now like you see her now she's you know she's sporting the pride flag and you know she's being more herself like her real yeah. who she is as a person yeah. and that's good for her like it's like now it's no boundaries like she just is who she is and if you like her you like her and if you don't you don't like i think sonya i think sonya's bound for like a, a women's title run in the future like I said that on uh, Twitter as the match was happening. Like Sonya, she's she's gonna be champion one day. Like it might not be this year, it might not be next year. She'll be champion one day though, definitely. I would love to see her have a proper feud with Bailey. Mm-hmm. So if they if they split up um, Rose and Deville mm-hmm. in the draft. Oh yeah, you. I I think Mandy's definitely gonna get a singles run at some point. Like that, so, you know yeah. that's happening. So put Mandy on Raw. Deville on SmackDown, and do give me Deville versus Bailey for a feud. Because where Bailey's been real aggressive, they could have a real good strike battle, real like blow for blow. And I think mm. it could be good because Sonya Deville's work is sweet. <laughs> her strikes are so crisp. I love. I I really enjoy her like her striking particularly, but all her work. I really really a big fan. Um. I just feel like she's one of those, there's a couple, you know, all over the place, all over the rosters, which they just need a chance to show what they can do. And I feel like while she's with Mandy, because you know Vince loves that kind of the blonde and 
she's always kind of in the background. Not in the background, but the focus is very much on Mandy a lot, you know, in their stories as well. Um, it's kind of Mandy doing stuff, antagonizing people, and Sonia's just there, whereas I want to see her be the focus of, you know, the story and have her own feuds and stuff. See where, mm. see if it, you know, it might not work, but see what you've got with it. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. So, uh, next, just for the end, uh, Rose and Deville nailed Bliss with their finisher for a near fall, but uh, Cross tagged in, leaped off the top rope, attacked Deville. Uh, Rose missed the knee strike, and Nikki Cross hit the top rope, assisted spinning neck breaker for the three count. I got to say, that near fall towards the end where they hit their finisher, and Nikki was on the outside and she kind of runs in. The timing on that was beautiful because it was like one two point five, uh, two point nine 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 nine. It was mm. like so close to three, time to perfection. And they did sell me a ticket. I was, I thought they had won, um, and I really liked their finisher as well. It's similar to DIYs, but that bicycle knee. Yeah, it's like um, it's like what Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish do with the. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's called the, it's called the Redragon, right? Yeah, yeah. That, the bicycle, like... man's bicycle knee is really good. Mm-hmm. Really like. Uh, next up, we had the Intercontinental Championship: Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. Uh, with Sami Zayn versus The Miz. Um, Sami Sami Zayn was the uh, star of this show. I think he was hella annoying. Like he, yeah. he that I felt like they tried to like do what Leo Rush did for Bobby Lashley. Like that was like I, I'm. I'm Honestly, man, like I gotta be honest with you, I'm I'm over this Nakamura heel run. Like I I need the old Nakamura back with the theme and the you know why is he wearing like the the, the full jumpsuit when he's wrestling? Like what like what is that? Like what happened? Like I need that 2016 NXT Nakamura. That's what I want to see. I need the theme music. I need him just being him. Like I'm I'm done with the 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 heel stuff for Shinsuke, like, I'm over it, and I'm done with face Miz, I need Miz to go back to being a heel, and I need Nakamura to go back to being a baby face, Nakamura doesn't need, like, this big, elaborate story, I'm telling you, all he needs is his theme song, his original theme song, people will gravitate, and he will be over once again, like, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of had to get that out, like quick rant, man, few, no, no, you're good, there's a few guys, I think, and girls, who could do with the uh, their face heel alignments being switched around just to freshen them up a bit. And Miz is definitely one. Uh, I feel like Nakamura is probably one as well. Like, I agree with you. I'd, um, I thought Sami Zayn was going to attack him, actually, at the end of the match, um, after they sort of gave him the belt. Nakamura kind of went towards the ropes to hold up the belt, and the camera focused, and you could just see Sami Zayn stood behind him. wasn't doing anything, but I just thought, here it comes. And it didn't. Um, but I'd quite like to see that uh, face Nakamura versus Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship because they've got a ready-made story from NXT. They mm. could have great matches. And I, I want to see Sami Zayn get a proper feud and push. Like you, like you, you, you want to know something? Like I'm, I'm kind of like, um, like it, it, like the the like the the redoing of matches that were really good. Like that, like has kind of like worn off on me a little bit, just because of like the AJ Shinsuke thing. Because that match, like I didn't like like any of their matches. 
like yeah. in WWE. Like they had a real good match at Wrestle Kingdom, and then like they built to that, and everybody was really hyped, and then it it didn't work at WrestleMania, didn't work at Backlash. Money in the Bank one was good, but like it was, you know, it was like that was a last man standing match. Like and then, you know, I think that eventually we're gonna get the Sasha Banks versus Bailey match, and I think they're gonna try to recreate what they did at Takeover Brooklyn. Like I I don't want to see Nakamura and Zayn. Because I feel like it's not gonna live up to what we saw at Takeover Dallas. It's like the same thing like with uh with Walter and Tyler Bate. They faced off at Hello Wembley in in September. I'm glad I didn't see that match because I would probably yeah. make a parent it to when I watched at Takeover Cardiff and the Takeover Cardiff match was great. But I don't know how they did at Hello Wembley and I'm probably guessing that was great too. Like it's just like, like it, it's it's kind of weird when you see these matches that were really good and they try to recreate them. And then they're not as good, and then you're like, "Damn! Like, what? What was that? Like, why wasn't that like the other match?" Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I think the only difference with that is, obviously, AJ and Nakamura was in New Japan, and then when they were in dub, they did it in the WWE. It was like a WWE style match, mm. whereas Zayn and Nakamura was in NXT, so maybe they could recreate it. But I feel like that could be a good way to turn. Nakamura back is to have Zayn attack him because Zayn is getting a lot of heat at the moment from the crowd. So if you want to turn Nakamura, that's the way to do it. Um, and yeah, Miz, bring back heel Miz, absolutely. Uh, Nakamura, uh, sorry, Zayn distracted the Miz. Miz just looks like an idiot, like mm-hmm. babyface, stupid babyface syndrome, and where they just make their baby faces look like stupid, like they just don't get, they don't see every week the heels distracting the faces to lose the matches. It's frustrating. Uh, and then he hits him with the Kinshasa for the win. Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. A banger. I love this. Interesting. I Interesting love how they got out of the predicament they put themselves in. Yeah. I mean, I think it was good, man. Like, you don't want to have Sasha lose. You don't want to have Becky lose, like, clean. You don't want to have Sasha lose clean. Four was the feud. And, like, now, like how we talked about earlier, the ring couldn't contain them. So the next step, which is which what WWE would do, is to put them inside Hell in a Cell. And I think this is where Sasha Banks takes the Raw Women's title as a heel, rightfully so. Becky moves to SmackDown. And there we go. That's how you get the ball rolling. Not sure. See, I don't think... I just don't think they want to beat Becky at the moment. But you kind of got to put the title on Sasha now she's come back. It'd be interesting what they do because I don't think they want to beat Becky at the moment going into Fox. She's made, you know, she's everywhere on TV and interviews and talk shows. I I think once WWE 2K20 comes out, then they'll beat Becky. Like I, I think it's like you, you like I mean like just just bit like looking at it from a business standpoint. Like if somebody's on the cover of your video game, I'm gonna obviously have them be champion. Like I'm not gonna like be like, oh yeah, they lost the title, but here they are in the cover. Like I'll at least wait until the game comes out and then be Becky, or like you know I know Let's Becky, Be- Becky's on a lot of promotional stuff for the Fox, so for Fox on SmackDown. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking she's likely gonna be. On SmackDown, that's why I think Sasha is going to beat her for the belt. Yeah, I've got a feeling that uh, 2K20 comes out around the same time as the Fox 
Uh, yeah, it's like two weeks. Two weeks or so. I, I think it's before Hell in a Cell. So, yeah, you might be right. You might be right. So, yeah, so WWE 2K20 comes out on the 22nd of October. And when is Hell in a so, Cell? Uh, I think it's the 6th. The 6th? So, it's like three weeks from oh, yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Damn. All right. Damn. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think with the two week see do they want to take the title off Becky two weeks before but I mean the draft game. the draft is the following week so I mean like you I think you got to make a move like if you're going to do it you got to do it and I don't think it's really going to hurt Becky because I mean Sa- like you, you could arguably say Sasha is like up there in terms of popularity and fandom sure. like people love Sasha Banks like oh yeah and, and while we talking about Sasha did you happen to catch her uh chronicle Series, I haven't seen it. Yet. Man, no, I said it was pretty good. You gotta go watch that. You gotta go watch. Like, I'm so glad I watched that. I, I watched that after her match because, like, I, I try to like buy into the character. Like, I try to like believe in the character, like, just for the fun sake sometimes. Yeah, but, like, yeah. I when I watched that, man, I was like, man, that that woman loves professional wrestling like none other. Like, you could just tell, like, it makes her emotional. How much she loves wrestling and it, it tore her apart like you could see like the various parts of the documentary talking about why she left uh, after wrestlemania like wrestling was killing her man like mentally like she yeah. she was gassed and she said like one of the things that she said she said she started to become uh depressed after like really depressed after the page thing when she you know she accidentally heard page yeah. and, you know page and russ she said that 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 did it for her like at that point like she was like just gassed out and then like after wrestlemania when she said when she got to wrestlemania she wasn't she didn't even feel like it was like a big thing like she was just like i i, I can't do it no more like i'm done and then you know she addressed the rumors about her you know being on the hotel floor crying and you know she shot that stuff down immediately so she's not she's she's not gonna say that though is she i don't think on a, on a wwe produced oh yeah yeah, yeah that, that that's right. a fair point too but yeah, um, I feel it was really good. I think I feel I feel for her in a lot of ways because her booking has been off ever since she had that feud with Charlotte, mm. where they went back and forth they with the title. title. And then from almost after that feud ended, she's kind of been very stop start, and then she had the tag titles which they really wanted and they were looking forward to, and they'd you know really pushed for. And they thought they were going to have a long run and really cement the titles. And then they took them off at WrestleMania. And I just feel like her booking probably didn't help with her happiness around wrestling. But she does seem revitalized because this was real good. It started off as a match. Um, They bring a chair in. Becky hits the referee with the chair. The referee's out. And then they just roll all over the arena. Some Stiff shots, mm. real tight and snug shots all the way around. That's supposed to be like that's that's exactly how this match was supposed yeah. to be. It's supposed to be rough. Like I think I think it was good. Excellent, I enjoyed it. I th- and the thing is, when you're doing a brawl like this around the you know arena and it's personal, they've got it's got to be snug and it's got to be gotta stiff. Because if mm. it's not, it just looks doesn't look right, and you don't get the feel for it from a character point of view and a personal point of view. It was good. 
Uh, next up was the WWE Championship match between Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton, my I least feel, favorite. I feel like, like me and you going to have some very entertaining on this one. Yeah, it's my least favorite match of the night, this one. I the, did not enjoy it. Okay, so just the general... Matter of fact, I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to hear your thoughts about the match. Um, you know, from a technical point of view, fine. They, mm. they are what they... You know, they're both very good technically. Kofi and... I just feel like Randy brought Kofi's family into it and they began mm. the match with a lockup and a wrestling holds and stuff. And I felt like Kofi should have... Especially with the when you add in the revival injuring uh, Xavier Woods and Randy Orton's allegiance with them. I felt like Kofi should have started with, you know, really going at him, trying to punch him and strike him. And I felt like it was a bit slow and it went a bit long. Mm. Um, I didn't hate it. It was just, I didn't really get into it that much. Right. Um, I liked that. I like that he went for the the punt after after towards the end mm. because I, I missed that move. I used to love that storyline with the way he was going around punting everyone, um, and then he hits him obviously with the, the trouble in paradise for the three mm. streak. They can't carry this on, can they? Surely. Oh no! Nah, nah, this, this is it. Like did. This needs to be the end of this. Like, I think the whole point of this was to show that Kofi could overcome Randy. What was that, 10 years ago in MSG? I mean, or 10 years ago when Randy said started a stupid, like he was seriously calling Kofi stupid and, you know, all that stuff. So I'm going to get into this real quick. This guy say this, right? Okay. So the match itself was fine. It was okay for what it was. It wasn't a great match by any means. I wouldn't even call it a good match. It was. I. It wasn't my type of style of match. It was like slow, and it was. You know, I. I don't think it was. You know, it like it, like I saw. Um. Uh. Um. What's the What's the guy's name? Good. Glenn Rubenstein said on Twitter that the WWE Championship match uh, on pay per views has become like the cool down match in a way, and I, I feel like that's due in part to uh who Kofi is facing. Opposed to yeah. Kofi, because I mean, when he faced Kevin Owens, people were half of that, very half of yeah. that. Like, I'm, I, I just think that you know, continuing the Randy thing is not uh, help Kofi at all. I think you need to put him in there with somebody who people, you know, genuinely like. They they either genuinely hate or they genuinely like love. I feel like people just like. I, I like Randy Orton without the belt, like the I don't care version of Randy Orton. Like he just does yeah. whatever. Like I I like that Randy Orton a lot. But okay, so on the other side of this, obviously, you know, people should know that there, there's like a okay. So let me just go ahead and say that Kofi is the, the second uh, black WWE champion that we've had in history. First African born okay. champion. A lot of people like there, there are a lot of coded people on Twitter who like the on social media who say they are tired of Kofi as WWE champion. What they're really saying is they're tired of this black man as WWE champion, and that, that that's just what it is. Yeah, like no sugar coating. That's what it is. Me as a black man, me seeing this uh, fellow black man as a world champion of a company that's only had two in its history is very strong to me, and I will never yeah. get tired of seeing that. I'm not saying that Kofi got to have this super dominant run like he just runs through yeah, the yeah. entire roster. Kofi has had a fantastic run. He's be AJ Styles. He's be Sami Zayn. He's be Samoa Joe. He's be Daniel Bryan twice, clean. Like Daniel Bryan is one of the, I love Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan is like one of my favorite wrestlers, but when I see this black man having a, a, a great run as WWE champion 
and we only had two in history, first African-born champion at that, I'm not getting tired of that. Like, this is something yeah. I want to see because this is good as far as representation goes because it's showing other kids, other black kids who are growing up like, hey, maybe if I want to be a wrestler, maybe it's not too far out of my range. Like, Kofi yeah. is, like, literally setting an example for a lot of kids. And I, I just wish a lot of people who say they want Randy to be champion would just come out and say what you really want to say. Like, don't code that. And then the thing is, people say, oh, man, Randy should have won a championship. It's like people remember um, in 2017 when Randy beat Bray for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 33. People hated Randy Orton for that. They were literally begging WWE to take the title off Randy following WrestleMania to the point where people actually started cheering Jinder Mahal to beat Randy Orton and then they add, they literally asked for Jinder Mahal to beat Randy Orton. He beat him and then they booed Jinder. Like you asked for this. You asked for Jinder to beat Randy because you literally begged for somebody to get the title off Randy because Randy was that born. They don't want Randy as WWE champion. You want this black man to not be WWE champion. Like, I would rather people... I, I know that's not the case. I'm not going to say that's the case for all people because I know that's not the case. Some people just genuinely tired of Kofi King's title. Randy, ain't nothing wrong with that. I, in my point of view, I'm not going to get tired of it because it's, it's, it's bigger than just this in-ring stuff. Like, to yeah. me, it's bigger than that. But oh, and, and, Yeah, and then, like, you know, just to say it again on another side, I know people, like... Some people just genuinely are just tired of the run. And there's nothing wrong. But I get bored with people's runs all the time. And, like, especially in this generation, with the current generation of wrestling, we don't have that tolerance for, like, long title runs. Like, yeah. expect, like we just don't. Like, we want to see quick, new, want to see the fresh thing, what's hot right now, strike-wise hot. And, you know, I, I, I'm i on this side of where it's bigger than just the, the story and just the wrestling. Like, it's way bigger than that. And people say, why you got to bring races, bro? This is that's what it's about. Like when Kofi won the title for, for the majority of African Americans, this was something big as far as wrestling fans goes. Like this was yeah. not something just oh yeah he won the title great moment. This was big. Like dude, this is the second black WWE champion. This company has been around since what like the fifties, the sixties, or this like whenever yeah it's been around forever. And this yeah. is the second the second black man to win the title. Like you get what I'm saying? Like it's you understand? Deal, like yeah, it's it, huge that's, deal. that's huge, man. Like so, yeah. I just wanted to get that out. Like, try. I have yeah, yeah. zero problem with Randy Orton. Like zero. I I like Randy Orton the character when he's with the revival. When he's the I don't care Randy Orton. Like I love him. I don't want to see Randy Orton win any more world titles. I I just really don't because I feel like people want that to happen just to get the title off Kofi. And then once it happens, two weeks into it. People are going to hate Randy Orton. I'm like, well, you just asked for it. Like, just whenever the title does come off of Kofi, I feel like it has to be for somebody who needs that. Like, I feel like, honestly, I feel like if somebody's going to take the title off Kofi, it should be Samoa Joe or it should be Ali. I feel like Ali is like a natural progressor uh, taking that title off. That would be really interesting because Kofi, that that would be like the full circle thing right there for Ali to be Kofi or Samoa Joe. I feel like Samoa Joe could really get that title win. Yeah, like I I've been begging for Samoa Joe to win the championship since he got to the main roster, a world title. Yeah, you know, like I just wanted to get that out. Sorry for the rant. Oh no, yeah, it's good, man. I am I like hundred percent agree, mate. Obviously it's different for me in terms of like how I feel about it, but Mm -hmm. I completely agree with it. Um I actually thought that they were gonna do a bit of a swerve and I thought that before the show I thought that Randy was going to win and the mm. Fiend was going to attack Randy not ah. Seth 
for, for, just for to the, take that story full for the revenge of the WrestleMania 33. Yeah. That's it. Okay. That would I was hoping for that just because I wanted to. And then I was hoping that the Fiend would squash Randy at Hell in Cell mm. and they would go full circle. But like, I'm not a massive fan of the New Day gimmick. Mm. I'm a real big fan of all the guys within it. But the New Day gimmick mm. is kind of not for me. It's for kids mm. and, you know. But That's I, understandable. Completely I want, understandable. I want like Kofi and I want Big E and I want Xavier to get the pushes that they are so talented and deserve. Like I, I've been waiting. I've been calling for a Big E like title push, either a mid-card title or a world title forever mm. because I think the guy is so talented and they just don't seem to want to break the new day, new day up. But you don't have to break the new day up to give these guys a push. No. Like Kofi's the world champion. Why can't Big E go after him. the US title? Why yeah. can't Xavier go after the Intercontinental title? Yeah. Fair point, man. Fair yeah. point. I like I, your I, idea. I, I, I appreciate you letting me get my rant on because that needed to be said. And I was holding that in for so long. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's all good. I love it. Hey, it's better to get it out and say it. And uh, I completely agree with you, mate. And unfortunately, Twitter sometimes is a place where not everyone is as nice and cool as you and me. (laughs) They're uh, they're bad people. And, you know, occasionally I stumble across some horrible people. And sometimes they're wrestling fans and I just... Report block, yeah. My timeline. I don't want that attitude and negativity from people who are just ignorant. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's the ones who kind of don't say it. If you get me, they kind of just, just, just say like, it. I just just say it. Say what you think. Just say it, man. <laughs> <laughs> let's, get, let's, let's get on to the next match, man. If you yeah, get yeah. fired up again, man. Let's go, let's go to the next match. You'd be like throwing stuff now. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan. Uh, no disqualification match. This was which, uh, way, I really enjoyed this. Way better than everything. Too long. Else. Like, no. you, you, wait, you, you think it was too long? A little I, bit. Only, oh, only I, a few I think but I think I, it, I think this was real good for what it like for what it was like I was not expecting like that I really wasn't like they they had a real good match surprisingly and do you see how over Roman Reigns is dude like I was like like when he like when I when his theme music hit the the crowd roared man I was like by the Twilight Zone like what Roman Reigns like is like it's like ever since he came back like this dude has like been over. Like I, I wonder if people are going to react the same when you eventually put them in the title picture because like, yeah. I, I, Did you I see the um, there was like a few people on Twitter. I think it was Wrestle Votes mm-hmm. on Twitter said that this match might be going on last, mm-hmm. and that the, the people moaning about it straight away. Mm-hmm. So I do think that they will get a bit of pushback. Um, do you know what? I just hope, I pray they don't do is. Have him challenge the fiend if the fiend wins the title because that could be the worst thing possible. For no, him. no, I, I, I think Roman's going to be on SmackDown like permanently. I don't think he's going anywhere near the fiend. I don't think they because the right like, Roman, like I, I've grown to realize over the years that the impact that Roman has in WWE, like he legit is 
like their top star, like one of their top stars next to Becky Lynch. Like I I've just grown to accept it. Like that's what it is. And like now that I'm seeing him outside of the title pitch, I'm starting to realize like how the impact that he has. Like when you see yeah. how people react to him, I'm like, Yeah, yeah, you, you kinda see why he's the top guy in their company. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Roman is Roman is their guy and you know, that's yeah. what they feel. And I, I like I'm starting to realize that, uh, that that's you know rightfully so. Yeah, he's it's a just... really good worker. He mm-hmm. um he he got good matches out of Eric Rowan. He got good matches out of the Big Show. He he deserves more credit. Mm-hmm. My problem with Roman Reigns has always been his his booking. I, yeah, his yeah, booking definitely. made me hate him. Like his character, sure. it made me want to fast forward and switch him off. I couldn't stand watching his character. The only feud I enjoyed over the last couple of years was the, the Braun Strowman one. The AJ Styles one. The AJ Styles one was good. And the, the start of the Bray Wyatt one, where he had like the pictures of his daughter and stuff. Ah. And the team was so good. And you'd be like, I thought this is going to be a really good feud. And they then they kind of turned away from that side of it, like the creepy kind of stalking and... Mm. Just didn't quite pan out, but there we go. Yeah, right, I, I, I feel like they starting to um they starting to turn Roman Reigns around, man. Like like I said, like just how I mentioned earlier, like did you hear that crowd reaction for him last night? Like when he came out, like was people really were ex- they were excited, man. Like they love Roman Reigns. Wow. At the start, Rowan came out to very very little heat, but as the match went on, the crowd really really started to boo him. And by the end, when Luke Harper, Luke, Har- Luke Harper came out, they were like full on heels. You had the you had the hardcore fans who were like welcome back and cheering the surprise. But by the time they had done their double team move and and he hit the claw and won, and they were both kind of stood with their arms raised, it was booing, which I think says a lot for Roman Reigns as well. But Rowan went from no heat to being booed by everyone really loudly at the end because Roman Reigns, you know, he turned that round in many ways. But don't get me wrong, I really like Eric Rowan. I really like he changes his moveset. I really like that he's improved loads. Um, and I really like that Luke Harper's back. It is great to see Luke Harper, man. It is great to yeah, see him back. Like, he is a real good wrestler, man. Like, it is... Yeah. Dude, like, he's like... I. I, I I was really hoping that he was going to come back like as a singles guy. Like that's what I was really hoping. But like if he like, it, it's just good to have him back. And I, I hope they, they they, I hope they do right by him, man. Like do do right by him. Yeah. Do you think Daniel Bryan's going to align with them and turn on Rowan? I think I, that I think, I think on Tuesday it'll be a tag match between it'll be Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan versus those two, and I think Daniel Bryan will turn. And it will have all been like a big master plan by uh, Daniel Bryan. I, I, say, I, I think this is the, the, the beginning of Daniel Bryan as a baby face again, going into SmackDown on Fox. I definitely think we're going to get, because I mean, like, why, why wouldn't you want baby face Daniel? Like Daniel Bryan was like literally the most overdue in the company for like two years and he didn't even wrestle. And he's been a heel since November of 2018. So, I mean, like, you know, and he, he's had a real good heel run, like a great heel run. And I mean, like, going into, going into SmackDown, like, on Fox, like, why, why wouldn't you want Daniel Bryan as a babyface? Like, come on now. 
I'd like them to tweak his character a little if mm. he turns babyface, so he doesn't go back to that like super underdog. Yeah, Daniel Bryan. That, I'd that, like that, him to keep his expression. You say that 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 portion of Daniel Bryan is over, like that whole underdog story, like that. I, like he he surpassed that. Like now, I think we just need to see aggressive Daniel Bryan. Like treat treat him like mission machine. Yeah, just treat treat him like how you treat like a like a Randy Orton in a way. Like he just doesn't care. He's about himself, but not in a selfish way. Like he's just focused on winning matches and you know put him in compelling stories that people care about. And then you know Daniel Bryan will be Daniel Bryan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so lastly, we had the Universal Title match. Ooh boy. Oh yeah. Ooh boy. Okay, okay, let, let me just say something real quick, man. Braun Strowman, SummerSlam 2017, No Mercy 2017, Royal Rumble 2018, Crown Jewel 2018. Lost the Brock Lesnar, I think, what's that, four or five times now? Clean, man. The, like, and you, he had the money in the bank contract. And, the, and the money in the bank. You got a dude who is so like it's so rare to have a, a big man these days that uh, that is believable you've had this dude and at one point especially in 2017 he was damn near the highest star in the company and that was in partially like uh, now like back then i didn't want to admit it but now i admit it partially due to roman reigns like how much people felt about roman reigns that made braun Strowman yeah. over just because people wanted to see roman get beat like that that's just what it was and that made braun Strowman the man and like he was like white hat going into his match with Brock Lesnar at No Mercy 2017. Lesnar beat him in like six minutes. Like what? And like what? now, now it's like you're doing the same thing to him, man. Like now, I just want to like, where do you go for Braun Strowman now? Like we 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 obviously gonna get to what you know what happened after the match. But I mean, like I just want to like, where does Braun Strowman go from here that you think that was gonna make people care? Again, about Braun Strowman, like he lost to Brock Lesnar countless times. He just lost to Seth Rollins clean, like, and that that match wasn't it. Match didn't even feel that long. That felt like nine minutes, ten minutes. Yeah. Do you mm. know what I think they um, probably should do? Just because, like you said, he's lost all these matches, and I feel like the only reason he lost last night is because. They don't want to do the Fiend versus Braun yet, but they ah, want the Fiend yeah. in. They want the Fiend. I think, basically, they want to put the title on Fiend, so they had to have Rollins win because I don't think they want Strowman versus the Fiend, even though that would be super, super interesting. I can see why they don't want to do that. I think I would have him beat either... I'd have I'd have him win either the Intercontinental title or the US title and do an open challenge every week and try and build him up that way where he's just taking on all comers. He'll let any you know, he'll challenge anyone, give him some kind of big names, some good matches, and try and get some steam behind him again. Yeah, because at the moment he's got the Samoa Joe thing of He's all great. He's great. You lose the big thing. They lose the the big title matches. Like Samoa Joe is awesome in every way, but every time he has a title match or a big, like a match that matters, he loses. 
and and Can't the build and the build up to those Samoa Joe matches are great. Like, yep. But when Oops. it comes to that, when it comes to the match, like he loses like every single time. Like and you can tell they don't want to beat Strowman because they like he got hit with three, four, four curb stomps. He and kicked out all of them and won. Win. And it's like so they, you know, they they're trying to keep him strong. But it's it, it's like it's it's not work. Like you can't. You can't keep beating this dude, man. Like you can't. Like it's like they think people forget, like that he's lost the Lesnar like four, like four times. Like people don't forget stuff like that, man. Like you can't keep no. doing that to Strowman and then think people are just gonna be like, oh yeah, he's the biggest monster in WWE. Like, he, like I'm like it's confusing. I think the problem they're gonna have as well is if they do it again, if they if he loses like one or two matches now, mm. people are just gonna not care. They're not they're gonna not, get into matches. They're not gonna. It turned them into the Big Show, man. They did the same yeah. thing to the Big Show, like. And I, I seen someone on Twitter. I can't remember. I wish I get a guy credit because I couldn't remember who tweeted it. But he was like, they did the exact same thing to Big Show. And the only reason the Big Show won all those championships, like later on in his career, was just in compensation, was because, well, thank you for doing the job to all our smaller guys yeah. uh, when you were in your prime. So we're gonna give you this championship now to make up, make good for that. And like, I don't like, dude. I don't want it to be like twenty twenty six and Braun Strowman is like just winning his first title. Like, I don't, I don't want to see that. Like, be, um, it would be interesting to see the Fiend on his first first Raw as champion with the belt, and kind of no one want to challenge him, and then Braun come out and be the one to challenge him. But then you've got the same problem. I say if you if you can't beat Brock Lesnar, what makes you think you're gonna beat the Fiend? Like, what, like I'm yeah. talking about like just, just in storyline, like that don't make sense. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, and that's the problem that they they portrayed him as a as a as a guy who can't get the job done no matter how big he is, um, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. Um, so it, uh, Rollins hits three curb stomps, Strowman kicks out. He goes for another one. Stroma blocks it, so Rollins reverses it, gets him in a pedigree, hits another curb stomp for the three, um, and then after the match, the Fiend appears and nails him with the sister Abigail on the stage, and the Fiend attacks Rollins with a manable claw to finish the show. And what I liked is they did the NXT thing where they where Rollins was on the, the stage. Lower, the lower third, maybe. The, the yeah, dangerous the lower, lower third. third. <laughs> so you think he's not coming, and then he appears, mm. and then um, some of the Photos which fans have been putting on Twitter of like the fiend holding Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. uh, ready to do the sister Abigail is so good, just so so good. You, um, you, you, you want to know another visual? I, I would have liked to see, like, I don't know if I'm just being picky, but I would have really liked to see him holding up the Universal Championship. Like that would have yeah. been like a nice image, like just to have, like, when, like he has yeah. he has Seth Rollins' uh, hair in one hand, and he holding up the Universal title and what, like that would have been like a great image to end the show Did with. You see the way when he was holding in his head. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was just before he did the manable claw. It looked I, like I, the I think, um, I think Kimber last kick took those photos on Twitter. She took those. Yeah, photos. I think that's real. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. It yeah, looked was, like the lantern the way he was holding his head it mm. looked like his lantern which makes me think it was intentional which makes me think that when they do the match he's gonna have a lantern of seth rollins head mm. that's my prediction for the for the match 
So man. now going so now going forward, man, just let's just, just get it out of the way now. Uh Helen LaSalle, Seth Rollins versus the Fiend for the Universal title. Who's winning? Fiend's gotta win. And if if the I I've got I said to you off air just before uh, we started recording that I've got a feeling that something or someone's gonna interfere and it'll be like a no contest and he won't win the title. Which I think is a mistake. I think it's That's a mistake. Saying, but but like if if it's inside Hell in the Cell, like it, you you can't go no contest. You can't. That's stupid. Like remember yeah. they did. Remember they did that last year with Brock Lesnar when he interfered in Roman Reigns versus yeah. Braun Strowman. Like how can you have a no contest in a in a Hell in the Cell? But that makes no sense. Like you can't just end the match. Like it's a Hell in the Cell. Like it's no rules. Like that it's just a pinfall. Like they just ended the match. Like it just stopped. Like that that, yeah, that makes no sense. Fair. The Fiend's got to win, and he's got to win convincingly. Exactly. Like I, I was saying, like me and you said it off air, like they they backing themselves into a wall if they doing this. Like that, like you, it, yeah. it's only it's only one way to go. Like you either put the title on the Fiend, or you face the backlash from the fans. Like is is well, backlash will be terrible. Like people will be so pissed. Me and you literally said this off it. air. Like you cannot move this direction, and then don't do it. Like you got to do it. Like if you put him in this title match, you gotta have him win. Like he has to win. And then like the only thing I'm concerned about is I want like me and you said we talked about this all there earlier too. I wonder how they book him like as champion. Like like you you proposed the idea of like having nice guy Bray Wyatt be the one that set up these um yeah. the title like have him set up the title matches be like Even you know yeah like being passive aggressive with it though like you yeah. know you know what I'm saying like trying to be like an a hole but like you know. Being nice, nice about it, yeah, yeah, that's what I would do because I think it, the fiend is not going to cut that many like promos. I don't think. I like, think he talks. Like, yeah, <laughs> so I don't. So you're going to have to use nice guy Bray. They might just use the the Firefly Funhouse oh, like no. they did yeah. for the Undertaker, and mm-hmm. I think I've been thinking about what you said off air about the end. You wanted to see the Undertaker versus the Fiend at Survivor Series, um. And I think they hinted at that, didn't they, with the Firefly Funhouse? So I think that would be a great way to establish him as like the top guy, the is, champ, the is, hot. Is, is, is eleven? Is it uh, uh, November nineteenth? That's I know that's a that's a Survivor it's not Series Survivor Series date. It's the date that uh, no no no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying like I'm saying like um. What day is November nineteenth this year? Like, is that on a Friday? No, hundred percent sure. Or is that on a Tuesday or a Monday? So it's like November nineteenth. I um, because I know Survivor Series is on the twenty twenty second or the twenty third. Because I know we're gonna have SmackDown on Friday and then take over War Games the next day, and then Survivor Series the next day, and then Raw on Monday. Yes, you see, in my opinion, what they should do is they should do the Undertaker match, right? Um, and then they should they should have him win the Fiend win quite convincingly. Um, so what are we November nineteenth? Sorry, it's just like what day it was. Uh, November nineteenth. It's Tuesday that they're off. Oh yeah, yeah. down now. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Smackdown, yeah. It's got to be The Undertaker because he kind of, he said, see you in hell and all that type of stuff. So, you know, it's got to be that. It's just, 
I, well, I, I don't know how they get there, man. I'm not even gonna think too far ahead. I'm just thinking about what's gonna happen at Hell in a Cell. Like, we got three weeks to Hell in a Cell, so you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like how we just said it. They gonna do it, do it. Like, don't, 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 don't get there. Then change your mind and no false finishes and no interference. Like, it, like, look, man. I, I, I know Seth Rollins is the man right now. I, I love Seth Rollins as champion. He's a great champion. But like you can't have this character and then have him lose. It just it just can't happen like that. And then like I know a lot of people like they, like they just just wrestling in general. They accuse like wrestling companies and uh, owners and promoters like that like when they don't strike while it's hot. And like yeah. they be like, oh, you way too late. Like they're literally giving you what you want. Like it's happening right now. Like this is happening. Like you can't say oh well it's too early like it's not too early like this is when this should be happening like i don't want to wait to see the wait till december or the royal rumble to see the thing and the title shot like this needs to happen like now and like carry it on until the months leading to survivor series rumble and then eventually mania like because i think if he gets the title he's going to be like a brock lesnar in a way like an attraction you're not going to see him often but when you do you just know that it's going to be important and that's why if you if you are going to put the title on him, this is where you need to establish your mid card title as your top title because Bray is not going to be around all the time. So when he shouldn't be, so the Intercontinental title or the USA title that needs to go up, and you need to treat yeah. it as such. Like you need to have top names going after it because, like I said before, Bray, I don't think he should be around all the time. He should be like treated as an attraction. No, yeah, I I kind of agree. I think they could bring maybe nice guy Bray into the fold a bit more, like on TV and stuff. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to do a great deal, but he could be backstage or he could cut quick promos. I think they'll largely do like Firefly Funhouses and stuff like that. I think that's what they'll use generally. Um, but I agree with you. They need to strike while it's hot because at the moment it is the hottest thing in wrestling. And you know, how they missed the boat with Bray last time where they didn't strike. How long did it take him to give him a title shot? And yeah, even but, when he got his title shot, it was in an elimination chamber with five other guys. They a, missed a, a lot of people think there. that should have happened uh, in 2014, his uh, title run or 2015. Well, yeah, like you were saying, yeah, yeah. like, it, you know, it came out the, um, like a lot of people, they, they pop when Bray won the championship in the Elimination Chamber, though. Like, yeah, they, they went yeah, crazy yeah. for that. And he got the uh, You Deserve It chant the next uh, night on SmackDown. Yeah, yep. Like you were saying, like, I, I, I agree. Like, they strike oh, wise yeah. hat, man. So, um, we had a couple of questions sent in on Twitter at AceCast and Score Nation for future notice people. Uh, so, Johnny Wishbone says, uh, people saying The Fiend is too quick to be in the title picture, but they've wasted Rotunda before, which is what we just said. How far would you go with this push and current run? Uh, well, if they if they put the title on them at Hell in a Cell, I you, you I think you keep it going to Mania. I think he drops it at Mania. Like I I I I don't really know like how or yeah. he, he he loses like, but I think as far as his run goes, 
you should definitely keep it on them until WrestleMania. I don't think people like it. I, I think right now the way they're handling the Fiend is perfect, and I think they should continue to handle him in that way. And like you said, they could probably incorporate Nice Guy Bray more just to you know just to have him on TV. Like he could yeah. walk around like with the Universal Championship like folded up to his chest and like smiling, walking around at everybody and stuff Shaking like that, hands. shaking Space. hands, exactly, <laughs> exactly doing mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then like I mean, just off the top of my head, like a random idea, uh, you could probably have. Finn Balor, Demon King, you know, I ain't saying you got to beat him, but, you know, or you had Aleister Black, or, you know, I I don't know, like, but all I know is that it's going to be a long title run. Yeah, it should be a long title run. I um, I liked your idea of having the nice guy Bray on the TV and being really passive-aggressive to people. Um, I think that could be work really well. Um, And the thing is, as well, is they've got to establish him. He's hot now. So we'll really establish him as like this formidable machine of a guy who just people just can't beat. So like he's beat, he's destroyed Finn Balor. He should do the same to Seth. He should then do the same to The Undertaker at Survivor Series. So with that's like three top guys that he's run through. He's got the title. So by the time it gets to Mania or whenever next year that they beat him, it's a big deal. Like when Brock had that long title run. And yeah, everyone wanted him to drop the title, so it took away from it a little bit. But because he'd beaten everyone so convincingly, it was a big deal to beat him. And I think that's what they've got to do. Um, I say, uh, for as far as um, Seth, like on the Seth portion, I don't think he should... I I, I think Seth should get some offense, like a, a, a good amount stuff. of offense on the fiend and like that little i'm talking about like some big moves in because i don't want like you shouldn't bury seth rollins like seth rollins is a top guy like not not saying you can't make other top guys but like you you you're gonna need seth rollins in the long haul so i i I honestly wouldn't do that like i would have that match at least go like 15 minutes honestly like i wouldn't like completely do them in because like when you look at it from a long haul perspective you're gonna need seth rollins around because the fiend is not going to be around in ring, a lot. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And, and 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 neither is nice guy Bray Wyatt because I don't. I think having nice guy Bray Wyatt compete in the ring sort of takes away from the essence of the character. It's it's not gonna be good, man. Like so, you gotta you're gonna need Seth Rollins as possibly that U.S. champion. You know, to carry the yeah. brand while to be the top title while Fiend is you know holding the Universal title. So I like I think it should go like at least 15 minutes. You know, let Seth get his stuff in. Like, don't let him get too much in, but don't have him just go out there and look like a wimp. Like, he's like a fiend just bullies yeah. him around. Yeah, and I think it could you could do it a bit like Seth could just kind of do his moves, do it, like, and beat the fiend down, and the fiend just keep getting up. That mm-hmm. could be kind of cool, where, like, he just keeps getting up no matter what he does. He just kind of keeps getting up and growling at him or whatever. So it's like... Seth just doesn't, he's hitting him with everything and he just can't like make don't, him formidable without squashing Seth. Don't, don't let Seth do the curve stomp. Yeah. Cause you don't want to fit like, you don't want to keep doing that to Seth Rollins move. Like his fin, like I'm yeah. real big on that stuff. Like I don't like, like if you hit the finishing move, like that should be it. Like I'm, I'm like one of those guys. Like, I don't know why I, I just like when you like it's the finishing move. That's it. Like I, I, so I like a lot of stuff like in New Japan, like um for example, like at Royal Quest, 
um, when uh, Okada took on Minoru Suzuki. Minoru Suzuki never connected with that gosh style power driver because that's when he hits that, that usually means that the match is over. And they were like, nah, we don't want to do that to Minoru Suzuki's move because that's his main thing. And Okada shouldn't be kicking out of that. That's the same thing with Seth Rollins. Like, I don't want to see Seth Rollins in the thing with the curve stomp because if he hits it, like, at least two or three times, I'm going to be like, all right, now, Fiend shouldn't be kicking out of that. Like, uh, like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah, yeah. As, far, as far as the Fiend goes, yeah, as far as the Fiend goes, all I need is one Sister Abigail, and that's it. Like, that, I don't need a, a two. I don't, like, or he could choke him out with the Madam Claw, the Manimal Claw. Or give him the next snap. Or give him the next. You know, that, I really want to see that be the end to a match. Like, really. Yeah. Like, I think that should be the end to the match one of these days. Just the next I thought match. that would have been a real cool, like new finisher for him. You think should I think you think you think should have ended battle like that? Yeah, just because of the shock value um, and the way the match had gone, I thought that was the perfect end. But I couldn't see why they didn't. Um, other question was, uh, how would you get to undisputed era versus the OC if we assume that the undisputed era aren't going to the main roster? I don't think that's happening. Like so, I don't think that's how, I like I I know it's a good idea, but I think like the undisputed era is gonna be like solely focused the NXT because now it's gonna be live every week. I yeah. feel like that like that's you know like but it, it would be trust me it would be a cool match like I would love to see that with feel like with Finn AJ Carl and Luke right like yeah. I, I think that would be really cool. But if that were to happen like just for the uh, conversation state, uh, I I. I I don't know because I, I just don't know how they would get to that. Seeing as how the undisputed era is like, like they're really going to be solely based in NXT now, like especially with the brand being live. I guess the only way you could do it is if on the first live show, or it doesn't have to be the first one, but on one of the live NXTs, you have Finn turn up and be kind of like turn up on NXT on his own. And the undisputed rear in the ring or whatever, and then the OC attacked from behind and set it up that way, where it's before the brand split's done and the draft is done. And I don't know, it's difficult. No, it's hard. Or, to or, or maybe, maybe Kevin Owens could connect that bridge. Because I, yeah. I think I, I saw a report today from um, from PW Insider, and they said that Kevin Owens is like he, I think he's slated to appear. Uh, yeah, on, the, on, 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 on the on the on the on the Wednesday NXT episode this Wednesday, I, I saw that by way of another site. So hopefully they got the report correct. I didn't actually go. I gotta go back and check the PW Insider actually reported that. But you know, I, I maybe yeah, yeah. Kevin maybe, maybe Kevin Owens could bridge that gap. Maybe Kevin Owens might bring Undisputed Era to SmackDown on a row, and that yeah. that that that'll be a way to connect that uh, that bridge. I think and, um, Kev, Kevin Owens Cesaro. Um, maybe a couple of others might end up on NXT, even if it's like for a short run, like a feud. But like you know, Kevin Owens versus Adam Cole feud for the title would be awesome on NXT. Um, Speaking so NXT, of NXT, yeah, I was gonna say what what a bridge. What was that was beautifully done? What a link. Um, NXT goes live Wednesday, so just to finish off, we'll uh, just discuss those matches. Uh, what's what's booked for Wednesday for the live show? Okay, so firstly, uh, we have an NXT uh, women's title number one contender match. We have Bianca Belair versus Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai. 
Oof, that's going to be good. Who do you think should win? Mm, I would say since since the next takeover is in November, I was uh because I like I I, I really want to see Rhea Ripley take the title off Shayna Baszler. Like I really want that to happen because I like I, I'm I'm just like I'm I'm thinking about the idea of Tegan Knox versus Rhea Ripley. Like that is that story is like just crafted, like just waiting to happen. But uh, right now I. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going Bianca Belly or Candice LeRae. I'm going one yeah, of those. As, as much as I like Io Shirai, I feel like they don't want to go back to that well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'd quite like to see Candice do like an underdog versus uh, Shayna because they haven't really done that in the last couple of matches where it's like like Candice LeRae is like your, your, your stereotypical underdog character baby faces and she, she's like your daniel bryans and your real sort of cookie cutter baby face mm. um so that could be kind of interesting versus Shayna to do that kind of match and she can work as well candace yeah. um, so, uh, what else? what's the other match we have killian killian dame versus matt riddle i think it's a this time it's a street fight or a no dq is one of those but i know it's like you know it's gonna be you know no rules so that's gonna Ooh. be a good one I think that was a real last time. Real good. Last time, Killing and Dane beat Matt Riddle one on one. So I think they're gonna get Matt Riddle his win back. Yeah, especially with it being the first live show on USA. Oh, definitely. They're gonna want, you know, Matt Riddle is gonna be one of their top guys, I think, isn't he? Um, unless they draft him to Raw, ready for his WrestleMania match versus <laughs> Goldberg and Brock Lesnar and stuff. No, I don't yeah, know. Man. I think. Um, but I think he's yeah he's going to win that, isn't he? Because he's they're going to want to build him right up to be with the face of NXT along with Adam Cole and a couple of others. Um, any other uh, matches there named? Yeah, we got uh, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins getting a rematch for the NXT tag title. So it's going to be uh, O'Reilly and Fish versus uh, Dawkins and um, Ford. And then like another thing, just to add on to that, uh, you know, the first half of NXT is going to be on the USA Network, and then the second half is going to be on the WWE Network. So I'm interested to see which matches um, are on USA. Like I, I think I think they're going to do. They probably going to do the. Like I mean, you yeah, one, you, one, you, you would one want the one. championship matches to be on the net, like on USA, right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe they'll finish on that. Like yeah. that. They'll like do. Like one match and then have the oh yeah, yeah you're right you're right tag team match tag team title match at the end of the first hour mm-hmm. and then finish on the Matt Riddle match in the but then they're going to want Matt Riddle on USA Network it's, it'd be interesting to see what they do so who do, who uh, do you think wins the which, tag title the Riddle or the tag title I think yeah, undisputed era have got it yeah I, I, I think they win too I think, I think they're going to be they're going to be booked as a big force. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Street Profits end up on Raw or SmackDown. I'd like to see them on SmackDown go against the Revival and the Usos and stuff. And then I think, let... Oh, go ahead, continue. I was just going to say, I really hope with this draft they include NXT mm. and they just really, like, rejig all the rosters to give us, like, really fresh matches and feuds coming out of it. Not just, like, one guy goes back there where he was six months ago and do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I want to see some new, new feuds, new matches, new stories. 
I've had my fill of the same guys. I want to mix it up. All right. Go on. Sorry. Say, so, uh, next, well, lastly, is uh, Dream versus Roger Sean for the North American title. So I got a feeling, little feeling, that they're going to put the title on Roger Strong. And I don't have, think so. Have the, first, have the first uh, NXT live finish with the Undisputed Era with all the gold. And then in the draft, uh, Dream moves. Don't, no, 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 don't, don't see. No, look, Vince wants to get his hands on him now. Th- th- this is where we end the podcast because you're not gonna. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Now gonna let you're you, angry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna let you put the put that evil in the world like that. No, you don't. No, no you don't. The, the, the dream retains. Continues being North American champ, but uh, like yeah, I, 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 but, but but in all seriousness, I can see either one of those happening. Like what, like what an image it would be for Undisputed Era on the first day. But I mean, they they wouldn't necessarily like end on the USA Network. I mean, they're going to end on the WWE Network. But like what, like what an image it would be for the Undisputed Era to be holding all the gold. But at the same time, Dream has done so well as North American yes. champion. Like he's been great. So yeah, that would be good for them. The other thing is that if you um, then the next episode of like next week on mm-hmm. USA, if you have the undisputed era open the show with all the gold, it looks good, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's and then and then in two weeks we got uh, AW and DC, and your boy will be will be there. You go in here. I'm uh I'm I live real close to the Capital One Arena, so I'll be there. Nice. So we got I think they got Sammy Guevara versus Cody, um, Chris Jericho and two mystery partners versus uh the Young Bucks and Chris Jericho, John Moxley appearing yeah. live. Um Chris yeah, Jericho. Mystery. I think it's gonna be LAX. Mystery. Yeah, I think the but, I, but, but, but they but they're not mystery. They they like they yeah. appeared all out, so I mean, I don't, maybe they got some tag team in the bag. You never know who they could, who they possibly could have. I'm trying to think who's out there. If there's anyone like linked it's, to Jericho, it's, prob- or... it's probably somebody that we probably are not even guessing right now. Like who they probably yeah, yeah. knocked up for that. But I, I, I think like it's gonna be real interesting to see how these, you know, the back, the because like I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like how, like I. I, I I look I can't watch both at the same time, but I like focusing on one because you want to see like everything. Like I don't want to be yeah. looking up at NXT one minute and then looking up at AEW the next minute. Like I want to watch one uh, as a whole and you know individually. So like I, I'm very because I feel like both of them, especially um, on AEW's debut, I feel like NXT about to go all out. Like on that October second, like I just know they're gonna crank it up just to. You know, just a few extra notches, you know, and rightfully yeah. so. It's it, like you going head to head with somebody like, why wouldn't you? Like not even trying to favor WWE or AEW. Like that's just natural competition. Like if you going head to head with somebody and if they debut show and you already got a two-week jump on them, why wouldn't you crank it up a notch? Yeah, exactly. Why wouldn't you? And the same thing with AEW. I'm pretty sure when NXT has one of their big shows, not, I'm sure AEW probably going to crank it up a notch. You know, just to... And AEW is already pushing stuff out there. You got a world title match uh, and a women's title match on October... 16th in Philly, so you already know that's coming. Jericho gonna be in action. Uh, yeah. You know. The other thing is, is if say like the first couple of weeks when they're both on, one of them gets higher ratings. 
Oh yeah, that's gonna crack it up even more. That's so much fun. Like, I like I'm interested in, like in a banter that's gonna be held on on Twitter yeah. about that. Like who has the highest rate? Like this is fun, man. This is gonna yeah, be fun. especially when you consider that like the top guys in NXT, like Undisputed Era, mm-hmm. they're friends with like the Young Bucks and uh, those guys and like uh, SCU and stuff. So you can imagine that the banter and the the back and forth mm. over text and WhatsApp between them guys, it's going to be really interesting. Um, so we, which one? Oh, go ahead. Well, you. I was just going to say which uh, which one will you watch first? Uh, just, just for curiosity's sake, like on AEW's debut, I'm definitely going to watch it because like it's like the first like. Yeah. It's the first show on T. Like I, I gotta see that, like how they do. And then, like uh, I'll probably watch NXT like right after. And then I, I, I'm thinking I'm just gonna alternate, like just you know, regardless of what's on. But I, I, I really want to see uh, uh, AEW's October 16th show in Philly when the world title and the women's title is gonna be online. Just because I know that's coming in advance. But I'm probably just gonna do like the whole. Uh, you watch one one week, watch the other right after, and then rotate. The following week, like yeah. just keep it going like that. What, what about you? Yeah, I'd probably do the same. I think just unless there's, um, yeah, unless there's like one week where like there's something on NXT which I'm really looking forward to, or you know AEW or something, or I know something's coming, then maybe I'll switch. But generally, I'll probably just take it. How take are we going to keep up with NXT UK? How are we oh, keep no. it? <laughs> makes me sad. I just yeah. don't know how. Uh, did you uh did you see just a quick note? Did you see they uh took the progress world title off Walter yesterday? Yeah, Eddie, Eddie Dennis Eddie Dennis the world champion man. I was like whoa, whoa there, strange, man. Yeah, Eddie uh, Dennis. It's a weird one that is. But <laughs> there we go, Walter. Do you reckon? What do you think of the? Have you seen the the doing those like uh like three rounds? In the UA, uh, UK NXT, the British rounds match. Yeah, what you that, was, that? that was cool. That was something I never heard of that match before. So that was like real interesting. I know it's been done before, like obviously, but that was like real interesting to me. I I I saw the um, like the rules breakdown. I gotta go back and watch the match, like actual match. But like the rules breakdown was like real interesting. I was like, that's that's different. Like I I never heard of that before. You know, me and me and me being a a, a young baby and whatever. So you know. <laughs> Donald, yeah. man like me. <laughs> I remember World of Sport on a Saturday. Jesus. But um last last thing then. I'd noticed Sid uh, Sid Scala was wrestling as well on mm. uh, NXT UK, which I've found quite interesting that they've because he's always been their you know com- uh, interviewer guy, haven't he? He was he was uh, a jobber and then he was um I don't know, I, I hate saying that he was an enhancement talent. And then they put him with Johnny Singh because I like I, I, I don't want to Johnny speculate. Johnny Singh couldn't remember his yeah, words. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's terrible, though, isn't it, man? That, 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 that's basically. I can't I, remember I, his words. I, 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 I'm glad you went ahead and said it because I, I I wasn't gonna say it, but I'm glad you said it. So yeah, that that, that that's basically what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Well, it's you know. He's he's an old man. He's older than me, man. Mm-hmm. So we've been yeah. live for two hours, folks. Yeah, two geez. hours. It don't it's even feel like show. two hours. I know. I didn't even realize until I just looked at them. We're just talking, right? Thank you for joining me, mate. 
No problem. Uh, guys, check us out on Twitter at AceCast underscore Nation. Check Andrew out on Twitter, Andrew AD Thompson underscore underscore. I got uh, I got a little scoopsy too for the podcast. Go on, on the weekend before September twenty seventh. I had a little interview dropping, so stay tuned. There we go. I'm not I'm not gonna say who, but you will see it. You will Where see can it. They find that. It was that you used to find out a post wrestling man. It's gonna be a post wrestling. Um, what's their Twitter at post wrestling? It is at post wrestling. Yep. Yeah, check out Andrew's writing and uh, interviews there because they are real good. Very talented dude. Very good dude. Thank you for joining me, my friend. No problem, and, brother. Uh, we'll uh, we'll be back for the next pay per view. Probably probably Sal if there's or, nothing in between. What we should do. We could hop on. Um, after AEW uh, and NXTs on October second, yeah, yeah, talk about that. See how those two well, shows compare. The um, that's on October second, isn't it? Hell in a Cell that weekend. Hell in a Cell <laughs> that weekend. <laughs> so should we just do a? We'll do another yeah. two-hour show talking about all of it. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. do that. All right, cool. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Podcast Network.